With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Baba Kama Dafyud, page 10. We're in the middle of a brace, so let's go back to the beginning of the brace, which is on 9b. Seven lines up from the bottom, two words from the end. Tanar we learned in a brace. There's a stringency of an ox over a pit. And there's a stringency of, an, of a pit in regards to an ox. The stringency of an ox in regards to a pit. That if a, an ox kills a person, so you have to pay the value of that person as a slave. And it's going to be an obligation to pay 30 as the Torah prescribes. Once the courts have made their final judgment upon this animal that has to die, you're not allowed to get any benefit from it. It's ways to walk and to cause damage. All these things are not true in regards to a pit. The stringency of a pit in regards to an ox. A pit, so this beginning when you originally made it, can cause damage. You have to pay full damages at the beginning. Which is not so in regards to an ox. An ox pays on the first three times that it causes damages and only pays half the damages. Top of Yudam and Aleph, page 10a. There's a stringency of an ox over fire. There's a stringency of fire over an ox. The stringency of an ox is regards to fire. Like we said, an ox pays, if he kills a person, has to pay uh, 30 if he kills the slave. Once the court has already said its judgment upon the animal that it's chayiv, Misa has to be killed. Also, I know you can't get any benefit from it. If you give over this animal to a mute person, an insane person, or a minor, so you're going to have an obligation to pay. Which is not true in regards to fire. The stringency of fire as opposed to an aksha. That the fire, so from the onset you have to pay full damages, which is not so in regards to an ox. There, the first three times that it causes damage, you only pay half the damage. The stringency of fire, there is a stringency of fire as opposed to pit. There's a stringency of a pit as regards to fire. What is that stringency? That in regards to a pit, so we originally made it, so right away it can cause damage. And if you give it over to a mute or a uh, an insane person or a child, so there's going to be an obligation on the person who gave it over. Which is not so in regards to fire. The stringency of fire as regards to a pit. Fire its way is to move and to cause damage. And it's going to, uh, there's going to be an obligation to pay whether it damaged something which was fitting for it or something that was not fitting for it. We'll see what that means. The Gemara is going to explain that. All these things are not true in regards to a pit. So now the Gemara says, Why don't we say the stringency of an ox as opposed to a, a pit? That an ox, so it's going to, if it damages any kind of vessels, so it's going to have to pay. So why don't we say that? Which is not true in regards to a pit. Gemara answers, How many? Who is this Brysa? It's Rabbi Yehuda the Machayev on this Kekelem Babor. He holds that in fact there is an obligation to pay if your vessels get damaged inside of a pit. So Gemara says, wait, E Rabbi Yehuda, if it's true that our Brysa is Rabbi Yehuda, if it says in the end of the Brysa, that there's a stringency of fire over a pit, that the fire goes and causes damage and it causes damage to things that are fitting for it and things that are not fitting for it. Masha in came aboard, which is not true in regards to a pit. 
What's something that is fitting for it? Eats him. What do you usually burn? You usually burn firewood. What's something that's not fitting for it? That you don't usually use to burn? Kalim. It's something like vessels, like a cup or a pot, whatever it is. So we see that there's an obligation if the, if the damages were caused to a Kali, to some kind of vessel, and we're talking about fire, so then there's going to be an obligation to pay. Which is not going to be true in regards to a pit. So we see from this Brisa that a boar, there's no there's no obligation to pay if a keli, some kind of vessel, was damaged. So it can't be like Rabbi Yehuda. So if we say it was Rabbi Yehuda, we already said that he says there is an obligation to pay if an if uh, if vessels got damaged before in a pit. So the Gemara says, really, we're talking about the rabbis. So what's the understanding? Why did we leave out that chumrah, that case where we have that the ox that causes damage to vessels, there's going to be an obligation to pay. But a boar, a pit that causes damage to vessels, you're not going to have an obligation to pay. Why don't we say that? So we left out certain cases. The Gemara says, wait, my shire, the high shire. Why is it that we left out this case? You have to always, whenever you have a case that's left out, so there can't just be one case that was left out. If there's one case that was left out, it should have been included. So the only time that you can leave out a case is if we left out more than one case. That shows that the Briso or the Mishnah is not coming to see every single possible case. So we need to find another case that was left out. Our answer is Shir Tamun. Another case that we left out was a case where something got damaged that was hidden. So in regards to fire, so there's no obligation to pay for something, the damages that were caused to something that was hidden. Whereas in regards to shore and bore, in regards to an ox and a pit, so there is an obligation to pay for something that was damaged that was hidden. So we could have said that this is something that is true in regards to shore and bore, which is not true in regards to ish. We didn't say that. We left out that chumrah, that stringency. So once we see that we left out that stringency, so we can say that we left out this stringency as well. Ibaisim, another possible explanation, says the Gemara, Lo'elam Rabbi Huda. Really, I could tell you that, in fact, this Brisa is indeed Rabbi Huda who holds that there is indeed an obligation to pay for Kalim, any kind of vessels that got damaged by a boar. But Devershain Royla, so when the Bryce said the case of Ro'ila, that which is fitting for it, it wasn't coming to include the case of vessels, which was the problem that we asked before. Rather, it was coming to say a case where the fire, so it caused damage to some kind of property, to a piece of land, and then it caused damage to some kind of stones. So those are things that aren't ordinarily caused damage by fire. So the obligation in regards to fire is still, even by some something that doesn't normally cause damage to, there's still an obligation to pay for that damage, which is not true in regards to a bore. And Tosis explains that what this means is that if a bore, let's say you have a pit, which is less than 10 tvachim, so we say that if it's 10 tvachim or more, and, and so, an animal dies inside of it, so that's the normal way for it to happen, and then you're going to be high, you're going to have an obligation to pay for that damage. However, let's say it's less than that, so normally a pit of less than 9, or 9 or less, does not cause damage, does not cause an animal to die. So now let's say the animal fell in and it did indeed die, so since it's something that's not normally, that doesn't normally happen, you're not going to have an obligation to pay for it. That's what we see in regards to bore, that's the chumrah of Aish, Overboard, but so that explains that according to Rabbi Huda, the Brisa couldn't in fact be going according to him because the Brisa will in fact hold that a boar that if some kalim, some kind of vessels got destroyed or got damaged inside of the boar, there will be an obligation to pay. And according to this, that's why there we didn't say a chumrah of shore overboard. We didn't say this uh, stringency of an ox over a pit that an ox causes damage to kalim to vessels that you have to pay, and a boar you don't because it's Rabbi Huda who holds that you do. Ravashi. Ravashi asks the following question. Why don't we say the following stringency of an ox over a pit? 
Sure, psule hamukdashin. That if an ox gores another ox, and this ox is something which is psule hamukdashin, Rashi explains that the case is you have some kind of animal that originally was supposed to be going to the base hamikdash, supposed to be brought on the mizbeach, supposed to be brought as, as a sacrifice, but something happened; it was no longer kosher, it was unfit to be brought as a sacrifice. So what happens? You take the animal and you redeem the animal, and now the animal is only allowed to be used for certain purposes. It's allowed to be used for eating by a person, but it's not allowed if the animal dies on its own. It, you can't have any benefit from it. So fine. So there, the Torah says, via Mesia Loi, in regards to a born, in regards to a pid, it says that the dead carcass will go to him. So since in this case the dead carcass, no one can benefit from it, so therefore it doesn't apply, there's no hezek, if, if you cause damage, even though it belongs to this guy, it belongs to the person who owns this animal, nevertheless, you're not going to have an obligation to pay for the damages. So in regards to a boar, we're about to say, in regards to a pit, there's no obligation to pay for such a thing. In regards to a shore, in regards to an animal that causes damages to this type of animal, so there is an obligation to pay. So let's see this inside. There is an obligation of an ox causes damage to such an animal, which is not true if a, if a pit does it. So why don't we say this has another stringency of shore over boar? So so if we say that it, in fact it makes sense, it's according to the rabbis, I did the shire hach, shire nami hach. So according to the rabbis, so we have other things that we left out. We have the case of Tamun, we have the case of Kalim in a boar. So then we also left out this case. But if in fact the Bryce is like a Behuda, my shire, the high shire. So why do we only leave at this one case? We need other cases to have left out. So Gmar says, makes an attempt to say, look, there is another case that was left out, according to Rabbi Huda, Shire Dash Beniroi. You could say that there was left out the case where an animal went and it caused damage to someone else's field, to someone else's place where the, the, it was already ready to, to put in the seeds. So what, what happens? So Rashi explains that the case is that you have an animal that its normal way is to thresh, its normal way is to, it's, it's meant to trample on fields in order to get them ready to seed. But this field was already ready and, and there was, and when this animal came in and did this dash, he did this thrashing, so it caused destruction. So there it's considered like kavanos hazik. it's considered like uh, it had intention to cause damage, since this is something that it normally does, and therefore it's like karen, it's like the concept of an, of an ox goring, and therefore there's an obligation in such a case to pay for the damages, which is not true in regards to a boar. There's no such thing as, as a boar, as a pit, causing damage to another piece of property, to a piece of land. So that case was left out of the brasa as well. So Gemara says, imishum dash beniroi, if it's because of this case, that's not a case that uh, that's going to be good enough for us to have left out. Because actually, this case is included in that which the Bryce says that its way is to go and to cause damage. Ashore, an ox that goes and tramples someone's field. So that's a normal thing that's included in the Nezakim, the damages that are already mentioned in the Bryce. So that's not a case that was really left out. So the Bryce cannot work out according to Rabbi Huda because if it will be Rabbi Huda, so there's only one case that was left out, and that's, and that's not enough. If you have only one case left out, there's no reason that it shouldn't have been included. The Gemara continues, The Mishnah said that if I cause part of the damage, so I'm going to end up having to pay for all of the damage. What does that mean? Tan Rabban, we learned that right. Say, If I cause part of the damage, So I'm going to have an obligation to pay for the damages as if I had uh, done the entire damage. Okay, so what's the case? If let's say somebody digs a pit, which is only nine tfachim deep, someone else comes along and 
and finishes off the tenth tefach. So the halach is the law is that for the first nine tefachim, for the first nine, so there's only an obligation for damages. There's no obligation if the animal dies. But after it's already gone to the tenth tefach, so if an animal dies in there, there's going to be an obligation to pay for that. So ha'achron chayiv. So the last one is going to have an obligation to pay. Udalei and it would seem on the surface that it's not like Rebbe. The Tani we learned in Abraisa. Achiver bortisha. If someone digs nine tefachim worth of the pit, someone else comes along and completes it to ten tefachim. So the last person who completed it, he's the one who's going to have the obligation. Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe says, In regards to the last person, he only has an obligation if an animal dies in that pit. But if there's, an, if there's some kind of damages that occur, so both of them have an obligation to pay for the damages. So our Brisa seems to be saying like the Tanakama, that the, the guy who completed the, the pit has an obligation completely for both if the animal died and if there's any kind of damages. Rapapa Amar Lomisa Vidiri Hakol. Rapapa said that our Mishnah could be talking about, and the Brisa could be talking about, that uh, only the obligation regards to an animal that died, and therefore it could come out even according to Rebbe. It would be even the Rabbis and even according to Rebbe. So the Gemara now brings us a different version. Ikka the Amri, that those who say that it went like this, here was the conversation. Lema de Lake Rebbe. Let us say that this Brisa is actually not like Rebbe. Amar Papa, Papa says, no, la Misa, you could say that it is according to Rebbe, with the Rakol, by saying that it's talking about a case of Misa, it's according to everyone, that uh, everyone agrees that in regards to the person who completed the 10th Tefach, it's going to be an obligation for him to pay if there's any kind of damage that causes an animal's death. Masikivlar Bizir, Bizir asks the following question, Visu Leka, do we have no other cases where the person only finished off the damages, and, I mean, he finished creating the ability to cause damage, and he has the full obligation. There are no other cases of that. I'll bring you a following case. And Rashi says, by the way, all these cases that we're about to bring, the next two cases or three cases, they're all cases that are said misfara from, from, uh, just from one's logic. Not, they're not actually a brisa or a mission or anything. We have the following case. You gave uh, an ox to five people to watch. And one of them left, and he didn't watch the ox at all. And he went, and the animal caused damage. So that guy, it would, it would seem, he's going to have an obligation to pay. So here you have a guy who he's the one who left over, he's the one who completed, so to speak, the damages, the, or the giving the animal the opportunity to cause damage, and we see that he's obligated to pay. So now the Gemara says, wait, what's going on? What's the case? If without him, so the animal would not have been watched, it's obvious that he's the one who, did the, who made the problem. So rather, what's the case? The case is where without him, it also would have been watched. So what has he done that he has an obligation to pay? The other guys also have to have an obligation to pay because they were supposed to watch it as well. So that can't be a case that, that we're talking about in our Brisa and our Mishnah. Rav Sheshes asks the following question. I can bring you a different case. Let's say there's a fire and then someone comes along and he places all these different bundles of uh, flammable objects in between the fire and the, and someone is field, and then it goes and causes damage. So that person, the guy who placed those flammable objects in between, he's going to have the obligation to pay. Hey, dummy. So the Gemara says, wait, what's the case? We turn to Yudam on base page 10b. If without him coming along, so the fire wouldn't have gotten there, it's obvious that he's obligated. So rather, without him, it would have gotten there. So what's he done? So why does he have the obligation? Why is it considered that uh, he's the one who finished it off? So the Gemara says, Masif Papa, the Gemara gives another possibility. We have something in a Brisa. You have five people that were sitting on the same bench, and they didn't break it. And someone comes along, and the last guy comes, and with the combined weight, so he is the final straw that breaks the camel's back, so to speak. 
And so what does it say? Ha'achrin chayiv. So he's the one who has the obligation to pay the last guy and not all the other guys that were sitting there already. Amar Papa, Kagoyin Papa Bar Abba. Papa says that we're talking about a person who's the last guy that came along. Someone like Papa Bar Abba, Rashi says that this guy is somebody who is a very large person. So because he came along, so now he's the one who finally caused the damage and he has an obligation to pay. Sikmar says, wait, hey, Chidami, what's the case? If without him, it wouldn't have gotten damaged, it wouldn't have broken, Pshita, obviously he has an obligation to pay. So rather, without him, it also would have broken. So what has he done? So you can't say that that's the case of our Brisa or our Mishnah, that there's another case where he started, or he completed the damages, and therefore that's why he has to pay. No, here, he either he didn't do anything or he did something. So the Gemara says, In any event, we still have to over here explain the Brisa. I mean, in the previous two cases, Sarashi says, so the previous two cases were just being said misvara. We're just saying them out of our of our own logic, and therefore we could just say that it's just not true, or it's not necessary. But here it's a brysa, so we have to understand why is it saying this case? What's the brysa's chiddish? What's the novelty of the brysa? So the Gemara answers, like, no, we do need it. That without him, it would have broken in two hours from now. But now, because he sat down on it, so it only took one hour, or one moment, whatever it is, it took less time for the thing to get destroyed because he sat on it. They'll say to him, that we would have sat a little bit longer and we would have gotten up. But because of you, it's your fault that the thing, it was hastened its destruction. So therefore, that's how they can say that they're not obligated and he is obligated. So the Gemara says, wait, so why doesn't he say to them, he can say, listen, if not for you guys, so it wouldn't have been broken by me alone. So why do I have an obligation to pay? The Gemara answers, like Tzricha, no, we do need this case. That actually, he didn't actually sit down on the bench, but rather, he leaned on the people. And as he was leaning on them, that's how it broke. Pshita Tegmar says, it's obvious. Of course, what do you mean? He's the one who caused the damage. Tegmar says, no, it's not so simple. It's not so obvious. We would have thought, that he didn't actually physically touch the bench and cause it to break, but rather, it was just the effects of his force. So we might have said that it's not considered like he actually did it. So it's coming to teach the that and in fact, the force of him, even though it's not actually his body, it's considered like his body. They call hecha de gufay tovar tovar. That wherever we find that it's considered that his body broke, so his force also is considered that it broke, and it'll be an obligation for him to pay. Visuleka, Sigmar says again, do we have no other cases? I can bring you another case of a brisa, where we have a case where the person completed the nezek, he completed preparing something to cause damage, and he has an obligation to pay. For example, hiku asar bene adam, if let's say 10 people struck someone, Be'eser makles with 10 different sticks. Whether we're talking about they did it at the same exact time, whether they did it one after the other, umes, and the person died, kulam p'turin. So, so they're, so they're all not obligated. Rabbi Yehuda ben Maseir Ahmer. However, Rabbi Yehuda ben Maseir says, So if they did it one after the other, the last person is the one who has an obligation. It's his fault. He's the one who brought the death close. So here again, we have a case where a group of people are doing it. The last person completes it, and he has an obligation, according to Rabbi Yehuda ben Maseir. So why don't we say that that's what the Bryce or the mission is talking about? So Gemara says, We're not speaking about a case of death, but rather, I guess, according to the Gemara here, so when we said that there's an obligation on the last guy, so since he's completed it in regards to death, meaning that if an animal dies in the pit, he made it the tenth tefach, so he also now is going to have an obligation in regards to the any nezak and any damages, we're not, but we're not talking about the obligation that he has in regards to death, that's obvious, everyone agrees to that. So so over here too, the reason we didn't include this case is because it's talking about death, we're not talking about that case. 
So the Gemara says, Vibo is same another possibility, but Plukta Lekomairi. We're not talking about a case which is an argument. Vilois, the Gemara says, wait, <laughs> so we're not talking about a case of an argument of a whole communion, the Lekarebi. So we said that the the Brisa, the case of the tenth Tefach, it's not like Rebbe, because Rebbe holds that there is not an obligation on the on the last person in regards to the Nizak in regards to the damages. Sigmar so says, wait, the like Rebbe Ukurabonan Mukuminun. If we're talking about that we're saying not like Rebbe, but we are saying like the rabbis, meaning we're paskining, we're saying a halach, the mission is going to go like the rabbis, then we can say that the mission is talking about a case like that. But to say that the Brisa or the Mishnah is going on a case which is going to go like a Dasyachid, like a singular rabbi, which would be Yehuda ben Beser, who holds that the last one is obligated, and not like the rabbis, the Tanakhama, the Brisa, that holds that in fact that there is no obligation on the last person, he doesn't have a separate obligation, so that we're not going to say that the Brisa or the Mishnah is going in such a shita, in a das yachid, in a singular rabbi's opinion. The Gemara continues, so the Gemara said that there's an obligation in the payment for the damages. That's what we said in the Mishnah, I'm sorry. Chavti b'nizkoi lekotani doesn't say that I have an obligation in the damages, but rather in the payment for the damages, which could also be read as the completion of the damages. Our Mishnah seems to imply that which it says in the Brahe. From the fact that we said that there's an obligation to repay for the damages, this teaches that the owners of the animal, meaning the nizik, the person who got damaged, so they have to deal with the dead body, the dead carcass. Meaning, so the explanation is like this. There's a tashlumen. When someone is paying for the damages that are caused, it's not that he's paying for the animal, that, and he keeps the animal, the person who caused the damage, but rather, he, the, the nizak, the person who got damaged, so he keeps the animal carcass, and the person who caused the damage completes the value that was lost. That's the explanation of the concept of tashlumen, of paying for what, what was lost in value. So, so how do we know this concept? Rabbi Ami says the Amar because the verse says, If someone causes the death of an animal, so he has to pay for it. Don't read it, he shall pay for it, but rather he shall complete it. Meaning he has to complete the value, because the owners go and they take their animal, and then the, the person who causes the damage completes whatever is missing from the value now that it's dead. Rav Kahana Amar Mehalcha. Rav Kahana offers a different verse. Actually, the Gemara is going to say soon that we need all three of these verses. Rav Kahana brings the second verse. In Tarif Yitarif, Yevehu Eid, Hachif Yisham. So literally the verse is saying that if, that, if, the, if a person is watching something, it's a Shomer Sakhari, someone is getting paid to watch an animal, and then something happens by an Ones, it was out of his control, and so he brings a witness that saw that the animal got destroyed, got killed, uh, and, was, and was out of his control, and then he doesn't have to pay because it was an Ones, it was out of his control. So now the Gemara makes a drasha, ad trefa yishalim, that we don't read the word aid, but rather ad, until the trefa, meaning, if let's say there was negligence, so then you have to pay until the value of the animal that's dead. That's how you have to pay. In other words, you have to pay the what's missing from the animal because the nisik is taking the animal, so you have to pay what the animal has gone down in value now that it's dead. Trefa asma lo yishalim, that that implies that the animal itself you don't have to pay for. So therefore, the, the nisik is taking the animal. Chizki amar mehacha, chizki says, from a different verse, the animal, the dead carcass will be to him, this means that the person who got damaged, it remains his. And similarly, they learned in the yeshiva of Chizkiah, that the dead carcass is going to go, what does it mean when the verse says it goes to him? It goes to the person who got damaged. Sigmar says, wait, you said that it goes to the person who got damaged, right? maybe when it says the dead carcass goes to him, it means that the person who caused the damage. Sigmar says, no. Amris, we say like this, that's not what it is. That's not what it was. The Gemara says, what do you mean? My 
What do you mean? That's not what it was. Omer Abai. So Abai explains. If we would think that the dead carcass goes to the person who caused the damage, the Torah could have just written that the person who caused the damage has to pay in in payment for one shore for the ox that got killed, he has to give him a new ox. For and the Torah could have been quiet, and then we would know that the mazik, the person who caused the damage, keeps the dead carcass because he's giving him a brand new ox. So what does the verse say? The dead carcass goes to him. So it's coming to obviously teach you that it doesn't go to the mazik, to the damager, but it goes to the person who got damaged. Sigmar says, now we need all three of these different verses. If we had said that someone who causes damage to an animal, he shall pay for it. It's not so common for a person to kill an animal. But where an animal gets killed by another animal, meaning I was responsible to watch this animal, and another animal came along and killed it, that's something that's more common. Aim low. So therefore I would say that there's an obligation on the person who caused the damage to actually be involved in trying to sell the dead, the dead carcass. That's why we need the verse to tell us that no, it's an obligation, the, the nizak, the person who got damaged, he's the one who has to deal with the dead carcass. And if I would have said you the case, told you the case of trefa, that's because it's something that happened on its own. Meaning another animal came along. It's not, I didn't actually physically go and cause this damage. I'm the shomer I'm supposed to be watching it, but I didn't physically cause the damage. But where I went and I actually killed the animal myself, a Malloy. So you might have said over there that I would have to be responsible for dealing with the dead carcass, and the person who got damaged will not have to deal with it. So that's why the verse has to say it over there as well that no, the, the Nizak, the one who got damaged, has to deal with the dead carcass. I said these two cases. This one is, a, is because it's not so common. And this one is a case because it's something that happened on its own. That's why in both of those cases, the Nizak, the person who got damaged, has to deal with it. But in the case where my animal went, and killed your animal. That's something that's common. And it's considered like I did it myself because my animal, it's my, it's my value. It's something that's an extension of me. So we would have said over there that in fact, the person who caused the damage has to deal with the dead carcass and selling it. So that's why the verse has to say no. That even in that case, the person who got damaged has to deal with the dead carcass. And if I said the case where my animal went and killed it, and that the, the Nizak, the person who got damaged, has to deal with it. Because there, it's my value that's causing the damages of Al-Hacha. But in the first case, the Begufa Mazik, where that I myself am doing the damages, so I would have said that not, that in fact, there's that I have to deal with the dead carcass, because I physically was the one who caused the damage. That's why we need all three of these verses. Amar of Kahana Rav. So Rav Kahana asks the following question of Rav. At time of the cause of Rahman the only reason that we say that it belongs to the Nizik, goes back to the person who got damaged, is because the verse says, and the dead body will be to him. Halav Hachif, not for that, Hava Amina would have thought, that the dead carcass goes to the person who caused the damage? Wait, hold on, that doesn't even make sense. Let's say the person who caused the damage has a number of dead carcasses in his house. He could give it to the person who got damaged as payment to Amar Mar, because Mar said, Yashiv l'Rabbi Shavakasev. The word Yashiv comes to include that he can pay even with something that has value. But Filus Subin. So, so he can even give him the lowest quality thing as, as payment. So, Didemi Boya. So, is there a Chiddush? Is there any kind of novelty in saying that it goes to the Nizak? The person who got damaged has to deal with the, with the dead carcass. He could even take it and pay him with it. There's no difference. My answer is no. It's not true. The reason that we need this is to say, if let's say between the time that the animal got killed and the time when there was Hamada Badin, when they went to the basin, the 
courts to decide who gets what, who has to pay, and what's the story. So it went down in value. So who loses that value? Meaning, if let's say it's considered the, the Nizak, the person who got damaged. So now it goes down in value, and he loses that value. But if it had gone to the Mazik, if it had belonged to the person who caused the damage, so then it, when he has to actually pay, so he's the one who's going to lose the value. That's why we need to say that it goes to the person who got damaged. That's the Chiddush. The novelty is that he's the one who has to deal with the loss in value. From here we'll continue, Bezos Hashem, with God's help, in the next Daily Daf.